With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Housing Wire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the Housing Wire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, digital producer Alcina Lloyd sits down with Housing Wire editor-in-chief Sarah Wheeler to discuss the most compelling articles reported from the Housing Wire newsroom. In this episode, the pair discuss David Stevens' recent article that examines what the housing market could look like in a Biden administration. The pair also review the Federal Housing Finance Agency's final capital rule and explore what it means for the GSCs. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast. They say money talks, so why can't we? Housingware is thrilled to introduce its newest podcast, Girl Funds, a show where we give you our two cents on money. We love to talk with our girlfriends about everything, except our finances. We're here to bring money back into the conversation, hosted by me, Brenda Nath, along with our editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler. Be sure to join us every week starting this Wednesday for our girls' night focused on everything from how to pursue your dream of owning a home to affording your best friend's wedding. Each week, we'll have a special guest join us as we intertwine finance and friendship. Good morning, everyone. We're here again for Housing Wire's Monday Morning Cup of Coffee, which is a segment of the Housing Wire Daily Podcast that examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the Housing Wire newsroom. My name is Alcina Lloyd, and I'm Housing Wire's digital producer. Today, I'll be filling in for Housing Wire's HW Plus Managing Editor, Brennan Nath. I'm joined here today with Housing Wire's Editor-in-Chief, Sarah Wheeler. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. Sure. I'm really happy to be here on this Monday of a holiday week. Thank you. Listeners, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Today we'll be discussing a recent article that was written by David Stevens, the former president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association, and we'll also be discussing the Federal Housing Finance Agency's final capital rule, which was released last week. Um, Before we dive into discussion on these topics, Sarah, we just got out of our news huddle this morning. Can you share with our listeners some of the topics we're keeping an eye on this week? Already today we have uh, forbearance numbers from Black Knight overnight. And we've got NBA forbearance numbers coming out. That's something we're always keeping an eye on. So far, the trend has really been um, a lot of people getting out of forbearance um, through workouts with their servicers. We don't have a huge influx of people going into forbearance. So, but that's something we're always looking at. Um, the other thing is we wrote a story last week on Proposition 19 in California that was passed um, on Election Day. 
And what it did is really give a benefit to um, older homeowners so that they could, if they bought a new property, they could take their really nice tax rate with them on the new property. Um, but it does cut out some people who were, uh, if they inherited property from, from people, they don't get to keep their tax rate. So it's an interesting story and, we're, and we've had a huge response from it. So we're gonna dig in a little deeper. You had the um, National Association of Realtors and the California Association of Realtors really go to bat for this. This is really their uh, proposition and it got passed but it has some really interesting implications. So I, I think we know that, we know what they're hoping with that is there'll be some churn there with the older homeowners not being afraid to then go, go ahead and downsize and free up some of those homes. So it, it's an interesting story and we'll be digging into that this week too. All right, I'm sure that story's gonna develop and we'll be back to talk about it on Housing Live Daily. Um, as we talk about what's going on this week, I like to switch gears and discuss today's topics. Um, let's begin with David Stevens' piece. His article, which is titled, Here's what to expect from a Biden administration regarding housing. Sarah, can you give us a few highlights on the piece and why it's so important? Yeah, first of all, it's such a great piece. Um, we really love it when David Stevens writes for us because um, he is very well connected and has his, uh, his pulse on what's happening in D.C. for sure. And so uh, we really appreciate that. So some of the things, you know, he looked at like Treasury, CFPB, and he looked at what the transition teams, who the transition teams on, on the Biden transition teams who's on there and, and what they're looking at. And you can really tell a lot from that. So for instance, um, there's a pretty uh, robust CFPB uh, transition team, but there isn't a transition team for FHFA. And he points out that that is one of the key takeaways that uh, when you look at that, you could think that uh, there's clearly some, uh, if you're reading the tea leaves right there, then it's, it's likely that uh, Director Kathy Kreininger will be replaced by Biden pretty early in his administration. So we know there was a Supreme Court ruling that said that um, the president can now replace the director of the CFPB at will. Uh, there is a similar Supreme Court ruling um, that should come down in early 2021 about the FHFA. But right now, that is not the case for the FHFA. We, we think it could be the case, uh, you know, early, maybe the first quarter. But so the fact that he doesn't, that Biden doesn't have a transition team for FHFA would seem to indicate that he's going to leave that alone and that Mark Calabria is going to remain in that job. Um, that's obviously speculation on all of our parts, but um, that seems likely if you don't have a transition team for it. And, and so that really is interesting because, you know, we're going to talk about the FHFA final rule that uh, we that was passed last week that they that they released last week and then um, the fact that Calabria I mean they're pushing hard FHFA is pushing hard to get the GSEs out of conservatorship even though it's it's very difficult to see how that could happen between now and inauguration day um, so I, I think uh, Stevens makes the uh, remark that you know unless FHA just you know blows up in the next you know two months there's really, you know, there's not a great desire on the Biden team to mess with that because housing is doing so well. And he was a Republican, you know, appointed person. And so Mark Calabria seems safe for the moment. Um, he also pointed out just that you have uh, lots of really uh, seasoned people on the Biden transition teams looking at both HUD and uh, Treasury Secretary. He, he made the point that he feels like there's no way that a person like uh, Elizabeth Warren, a progressive uh, of that stripe, would that Biden would be interested in putting someone like that in front of Treasury. And we know that in the last week, I think um, we, the, the tide has shifted. It really seems like Janet Yellen is probably the front runner for that job. Dave Stevens doesn't, uh, you know, 
He doesn't get into that in his piece, but just in general, people think that Yellen's a, a pretty big lock for Treasury, which would be historic and, and fun all on its own. She's definitely somebody that the uh, housing market knows well and, and wouldn't ruffle a lot of feathers So um, from that perspective. So it's a great piece. I encourage people to read it because he really goes into uh, just every, every part of the Biden administration that's really going to affect housing and what he sees coming out there. I think so too. That piece is really interesting. Um, during our Housing Wire daily coverage, we've been talking about what a Biden administration will do for housing. And we've seen a lot of people interested in what the market could look like under his administration. So if you're one of those people that are interested in that topic, we definitely suggest that you do uh, check that piece out by David Stevens. Um, Sarah, let's move on to our next topic, which is the Federal Housing Finance Agency's final capital rule. This was released last week and the rule mandates that the GSEs maintain tier one capital excess of 4% to avoid restrictions on capital distri uh, distributions and um, bonuses. Housing Wire's Kelsey Ramirez wrote the piece. She indicates that this is just another step towards the GSC's removal from conservatorship. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about this piece? And if you agree with Kelsey's idea that this is just another step towards walking away from conservatorship. Yeah, and you know, that's their mandate. So that that is what the FHFA is doing. But definitely this has caused a lot of uh, concern, shall we say, in the industry. And so we had a, uh, a piece about, you know, how the industry is reacting to that. And so you had the NBA president and CEO, Bob Brooksmith, saying that, you know, although they appreciate it, everyone that we talked to was like, we appreciate the fact that you're, you're trying to address this. However, um, his quote was, despite the concerns we expressed that the high levels of required capital in the proposed rule would adversely impact the cost and availability of credit for consumers, the rule actually increases the total capital requirement for the GSE. So you do have people who, who see this as like, how are they going to raise that capital? And does that mean that the consumer in the end is, is the one who's gonna pay? And are you, are you by, by having that really high capital standard, are you handicapping one of the only industries right now that is absolutely going gangbusters, which is housing? And you know, is this the best time to do that? So um, there's that. That's a great piece. It really uh, dives into different what different people say, from Compass to KBW to the Center for Responsible Lending. Um, they really feel like um, it, you know there's there's a wide range of industry reaction, but I do think that there's widespread concern that that level of capital that they would need to raise would you know, it, it raises the question of G fees and, and what they're going to do to, to be able to meet that capital. So I think that that's, um, I think that's one of the things that uh, Dave Stevens in the, in the article we just talked about pointed out that this was one of this action, this, uh, this final rule did raise some questions about, uh, you know, Mark Calabria's future potentially. I, I guess he doesn't say it that way, but that's me reading what Dave's writing about there that this this was a pretty um this is a pretty high level of capital and so i think that it caught people by surprise because the proposal wasn't even this high um so yeah we're definitely watching that looking at what that means and what that means in the short term too uh you and i talked about the fact that interest rates are always on our mind it's always on our industry's mind and so um you know is there going to be another fee worked in there and, and what does that do you know yes Mortgage mortgage rates are at all time lows, but um, that that's not going to be the case forever. So we're definitely watching this. It's a great article, and and uh, you can see across the spectrum what people are looking at in our industry as far as what how they feel like this is going to affect them. So this is another issue that we're walking into twenty twenty one just hoping that we'll have an answer on to what happens, whether that be mortgage rates, forbearance, or a Prop nineteen, or even with this final capital rule. Um, 
as Housing Wire Daily continues, or as Housing Wire continues to uh, talk about these and dive a little deeper on these topics, Housing Wire Daily will be there to kind of talk about these as well, too. Um, I'd like to thank listeners today for tuning in to our live recording of Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Um, hope you guys have a great week and a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you back here next Monday. Until then, make sure to check out Housing Wire Daily, your one-stop shop for all of our housing news needs. We'll be there to discuss these topics more in detail. Thank you. Thanks, Alcina. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.